Are you ready to take your real estate investing business to the next level? Well, you're in the right place. This is the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. With your mentors, Wayne and Gabby. Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy Thursday. Gabby's got it. <laughs> She's got it figured out today. Um, everyone's pouring in for the live show. Uh, yes, we are streaming live on Podbean. If you're listening to the recording of this, yes, you can go download the Podbean app and listen in live, call in, engage in the comments. Uh, it's, it's just so much better live. Yeah. It's so much better We have live. like a really, really cool little community that joins us every morning. So come be a part of it. Yeah. Wilson says uh, here in the chat that it's a good frosty morning, everyone. Um, I'm assuming he's been outside. And James says, brr, good morning. Is it cold? <laughs> I guess so. You know what I, I heard from um, someone I saw online? They, they posted a picture here in Edmonton. Or sorry, I, they, I think they posted a picture of Calgary. That it was supposed to be like closer to zero next week. Yes. Is it a fact? Yes. Is that a fact so for Edmonton right as well? So right now in Leduc or in Edmonton, it's uh, minus 30. What? Um, Gabby's oh. our new weather girl. <laughs> yeah, today's going to be cold. This afternoon's yeah. going to feel like minus 37. Whoa. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Happy. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> but yeah, once we hit uh, Tuesday of next week, minus one, zero. You know what I recommend, everybody? I recommend building a really great portfolio and then leaving your job because you don't need to work anymore and then just staying never inside the house. <laughs> and never leaving the house. It's not healthy, though. I was talking about this yesterday with someone. I'm like, this this whole lifestyle for me is not healthy of like just staying inside. And thank God we get our furnace cleaned and we clean our filters often. But uh, I need to get outside more. Um, yeah. It's hard when it's this cold. It is. Yeah. But you were energized after your last outing. I was. Yeah. I was. I don't know. Maybe it was, yeah, maybe you were right. Maybe it was the sense of accomplishment. <laughs> <laughs> you also, um, one of the big things for you when you did work about what was great about it was your drives because you got lots of thinking time. And literally, as soon as you Holy hit the fuck, road the yeah. other day, like you guys, I should look up how many times Wayne called me and we should actually make that a skill testing question later about how many times Wayne called me the day that he was out because like he hits, he hits the open road and his ideas just start flowing. <laughs> it, it's crazy. It's crazy. I used to call Gabby all the time when I was, when I was, when I was at work, just as I, when I'm driving, I think, um, you turn things off. You're not on your phone anymore. You have no distractions. Um, I shit you not. I, I, I don't drive very often because I don't go anywhere very often, but I, I got on the road and I went around the corner. It must have been maybe two minutes. I was around the corner <laughs> and instantly I called out Gabby and, uh, and I said, I don't know what it is. But the second I got in the car and started driving, I was able to think, and I said, maybe it's just because the noise is like the house is so noisy and we've only got one kid. Um, but like constantly, whenever you're trying to think about something, talk about something, there's always a noise or someone interrupting you about something. So it's just like, you never get the freedom to think. And I can, I miss it. I miss driving so much. Yeah. Uh, I was remembering things that we had, we forgot to do. I'm like, yeah, we didn't do this. I don't know. I don't know why I'm remembering it right now, but, yeah. um, 
don't ever uh, take for granted your drives. Um, if you guys are listening in live to the podcast, you know, while you drive, that's a great idea. That's what I used to do. I used to listen to podcasts. I used to listen to audiobooks. I'd normally listen to audiobooks for about 20 minutes in like the first 20 minutes or a podcast in the first 20 minutes of my drive. And then I would pause it because my mind would start thinking about something. And for the next 40 minutes, I'd be thinking about something else. You know, whether that be something that's on my mind that I need to fix, um, a new idea, a new business idea, um, perhaps, you know, someone that I wanted to get in touch with to kind of build a relationship with them and, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be for joint venture opportunities or whichever. So um, don't ever take for granted your drives. I think they're, they're, they're very, very, very valuable um, for free time for thinking. Absolutely. In a very noisy world. <laughs> um, yeah. Where, where did that come from? I don't know. The weather? It's cold. Oh, stay yeah, home. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> There's your weather update. Um, hey, uh, update. We, um, we filled our vacancy. Yeah, I did. I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we filled it. I, I posted, um, last night that we filled it in one day, but then when I actually started thinking about it, I was like, okay, technically it was over the span of, I think I posted it, um, the night before last yeah. Thank you, Varsh. Gosh. Uh, Varsh, congratulations. I don't know. Maybe it was one day. <laughs> yeah, it was one day. It was one day. Posted it in the evening, and yeah, the next day we filled it. One Monday. Okay. I didn't lie. It was one day. Whoop, whoop. And I've had so many people asking me recently about, um, you know, do I want to be buying a property in the middle of winter? Um, you know, it's just going to be so hard to fill. Why don't I just wait till the spring? Yeah. No way, Jose. Uh, it's, it's much better to, yeah, that's a nice just, excuse. Good yeah. Job. It's a really nice excuse. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's harder. I mean, it's not harder. It's exactly the same. It's just less prospects. Yeah. The ideal time. It might take longer might. or it could take a day. Yeah. Depending um, on how dedicated you are. Well, that's the other thing. If you have a good product and you act fast, hard and fast, then it's no reason why you can't fill that. Yeah. Um, you know, I think back to the, the comments that you were making yesterday about the fact that, you know, you said, I've got someone right now that can go and show it to you this afternoon. And the person was like, oh, really? Wow, that's amazing. Had you not said that and had you treated it like most investors? Oh, could you come maybe on Friday afternoon? I can. I'm doing viewings on Friday. I can schedule you in at 210. Um, I've got a viewing at 2 o'clock and 220, so you'll have 10 minutes to be in there. Please send in your application ahead of time. Bring your credit report. Like just throw up all those extra obstacles, layers yeah. of obstacles and friction, you know. And then by the time Friday, Friday comes along, they found some, something. <laughs> well, that's exactly it. Someone like me comes along, or maybe not someone like me. Maybe it's just some amateur who doesn't know what the fuck they're doing, and they say, "Oh yeah, sure, it's yours." Yeah. You, you got cash, I mean? send me transfer. It's yours. You got cash. You send me cash today. It's yours. And they're like, well, I, yeah, I just want to find a place. So I, I need to get a place right now. It's the middle of winter. Yeah. Okay, cool. And they, they don't know the difference between a good landlord and a bad landlord. This landlord over here says you can come and see it right now. And if you give me cash, it's yours. This one over here, us, or, you know, your, you know, the, the example of an investor landlord I'm talking about, you know, wants to see a pre-filled application, a credit report, um, all your pay stubs, a reference letter from your employer and all this other bullshit. And you know, who would you go with? 
yeah. if you didn't know any, any not any to different. say we don't get those things but that's not how we start that's not where we start <laughs> no no there's there's uh there's a there's a way to to get all that information and keep them excited and yeah um not lose out yeah yeah so anyways that's 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 ultimately how we got it we were yeah. able to move quickly that was like a literally a picture perfect example of what of like what our our master class on it was yeah like literally down to a t 100 percent. yeah <laughs> follow the follow the method yeah and you'll find success wayne's five-step uh <laughs> proven method formula to finding tenants fast sorry you can tell that i'm being sarcastic <laughs> Um, Farsh asks a question. Okay. Do you guys allow them to move their stuff a few days in advance before the move date? So, um, I'll do you one better. Go ahead. Okay. I can answer that. Okay. Um, no, I mean, if it's available for them to move in, then we will just adjust what the move in date is. So, um, we won't let them start moving stuff in before the actual date. But if, if it's an option for them to move their stuff in, then let's just make the actual move in date, whatever day that is. Yeah. Um, and give them the keys then. Um, we, one of the incentives that we've listed for this property was that January was free. We had zero, um, idea that anybody would like want to move in already for January. We were already into January when we posted it. Yeah. So right off January, January is free. If you want to we move already, in. Yeah. We already had a vacancy. There's nothing we yeah. can do about it. So, so, um, you know, um, use that as an incentive, use it as an incentive that they can like move in now and, uh, and have the rest of January free. Yeah. So in this case for the person that we secured, um, she is moving in right away this weekend after we get our cleaning and repairs done. Um, and we're charging her the utilities for January. Yeah. So, um, we prorated the amount of days that she'll be in, um, against the amount of utilities that we charge and, um, she's prepaid for February. So it's not like it's not like we're just letting her move in with not pay, without paying anything. Yeah. Like she's prepaid February already. She's paid the utilities for January, and uh, she'll be moving in right away. Yeah, um, and you know we could have just not charged the utilities, but you know what? Our advertisement said free rent, and and I when I was there, I was able to have that discussion just to explain to her that hey, we're not going to charge you. You can move in as soon as you want, so long as like I said. Um, Let's just get the cleaning, just a little bit of cleaning and these touch-ups done. That way I don't have to send my guys in, um, you know, while you're here and you got to move your stuff around and, and do all these touch-ups and whatnot. So I said, if you can just wait a couple of days, um, maybe Friday, Saturday, I'll get my handyman in as soon as possible. And uh, once it's ready, I mean, it's sitting empty anyways. And to be honest, I don't like it sitting empty, um, especially during this cold weather. I want to know that someone's in here and they're actually keeping an eye on it. Um, just all these horrible stories about, you know, vents being... Um, icing over and furnace is not being on or power goes out or something like that. So I said, I'd much rather have you in here and I'm, I'm not going to charge you for it. The only thing that I ask is that you pay for utilities, right? Cause you're going to be using utilities. She goes, Oh, that sounds fair. And I said, and we'll, we'll figure out what the, you know, the amount of days it is. We're not going to charge you full month utilities. We'll just charge you for how, however many days. And she goes, okay, that, that, that sounds cool. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. So like I, the way that I explained it, she's like, Oh, that's, that's, that's so fair. You know what I mean? That's amazing. And I normally explain it in a way that, I said, even if you have a lease, you know, that's up until February, at least you get the opportunity to start moving your things in slowly. I get it. January 31st, you know, you got you to get your U-Haul at 9 a.m. There's issues and your car won't start and and, and your, your buddies don't show up for the move and you've got 
six hours to move all this stuff and get this U-Haul back. Like I understand like the pressures of moving day. Um, so if you have the ability to, you know, get a friend's truck or, you know, even just make six uh, car loads, you know, throughout the two weeks of just slowly moving things over, it's a lot easier for you. It's cheaper. It's easier on your back um, than having to do it all in one day. And, and, and they normally respect that a lot. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. just a, it's a good way to angle it. Um, um, go and ahead. Anything else on that topic, Wayne, of the tenancy? And uh, I've had another question regarding the other tenant issue that we Nothing else. Um, we, you've received money. Yes. We got all the money. Yeah. We got all the credit reports. I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but we always, um, we always collect the first month's rent, <clears throat> um, on the day of signing. Uh, typically as a landlord, you'll hear, you know, collect the security deposit and that's what tenants are used to, um, you know, giving the security or damage deposit, um, when they sign the lease and then paying rent when they move in. Um, but we do it the opposite and we collect the first month's rent when they sign the lease and we collect the security deposit on the day of move-in. Why? And, that's because um, if, say, we sign the lease today and she's due to move in on the weekend and then she decides on Friday that something's changed for her and that she's no longer moving. If we had collected the security deposit, it's just a security deposit. She hasn't damaged anything. She hasn't done anything. She hasn't even taken possession of the place. Yeah. So we have to give it back. Yeah. There's nothing we can do. And now we're, now we're out of tenant and we need to start re-advertising again. We've lost time all that kind of stuff. We've lost the other applicants that applied that were great applicants. Mm -hmm. So it puts you in a bad position. Um, And literally there's nothing you can do. You have to give them their security deposit back. You'll never win that battle. (laughs) Um, But if you collect the first month's rent, um, they've, they've paid their rent, they signed their lease and, um, and they're on the hook now for, for their lease. (laughs) Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just that that's just kind of how the how the act works, how the how the laws work. And um, it's a little, I guess, pro tip if you weren't aware of that. Yeah, if you if well, you know, the rules, you know, the act and then just it's just things you pick up along the way. Um, yeah. Just little technical things just to make sure that you're always positioning yourself. Yeah. Um, and we actually had that happen this past uh, summer. We had somebody um, who was moving from out of province and then they just, they, something happened and couldn't anymore. And um, we had collected the first month rent and said, sorry, like, um, unless we find somebody to replace you, then um, you're responsible until we do. Mm-hmm. So um, we kept their money and kept looking and fine. And we actually like literally two days before the end of the month had found a replacement <laughs> yeah. and they ended up getting their money back. They weren't happy, but th- that that's how it works. <laughs> yeah. They you were signed like a document. And you signed and a contract. Yeah. You signed a contract and you sent money. <laughs> I think the people, they, they don't, they don't give it enough credit because it's like everyone has a rental lease. Like a rental lease is a piece of toilet paper that you just write your, your, your yeah. terms on. No, it's an actual contract. Like, but because, you know, every 20 year old, you know, has one they just don't treat it with respect um you don't go to an actual provincial court you go to some you know kangaroo i don't know like you know you go to some like mediator in some office you know it's not the same people don't treat it you don't bring lawyers to a, a landlord tenant um dispute so um it is an actual contract and if you position like if you if you position yourself properly and you and you and you understand the act. Yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Do it that way. Man. Yeah. Just anyways. Um, I'm trying my best not to go down too many rabbit holes today so mm. that we actually get to our topic today. Mm -hmm. But I want to do a giveaway. Um, this is something I was supposed to do on Monday and I missed it. So we're going to do another giveaway. Um, Wilson and Jess Babin have their webinar, The Edmonton, The Cash Flow. Um, I, also, I always get it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Edmonton, The Cash Flow Capital Canada. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so that's uh, that webinar is on tonight at... <laughs> Unprepared. 8 p.m. <laughs> I have it in front of me. I'm it's just... okay. I was just scrolling through my phone trying to find the answer to our question coming up. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight at 8 p.m. Uh, we're going to give away a ticket here. Uh, we'll open up the lines very shortly with a skill testing question. Um, the it's webinar. Not, it's not skill testing. It's a random shot in the dark. <laughs> oh, I don't even know what the question is. I was just hoping that you remembered. Yeah. Um, if you're interested in investing in Edmonton, um, if you're interested in the Edmonton market and why everyone is flocking to the Edmonton market, all the great things, the cash flow, the landlord and tenant rules, all, you name it, all the reasons why it's the best place to invest in, uh, in Canada, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. um, that's definitely the webinar you want to get on and learn that stuff. And Wilson and Jess are, are absolute experts with on it. And, you know, they moved here from Ontario to invest in Alberta. Um, yeah. they, they chose Alberta, Edmonton from Ontario. And then they said, you know what, the only way to really truly do this, you know, and to take this seriously and take it to the next level is just to move here. So that's what they did. So I admire them a lot. Um, what is the skill testing or what, what, what how are we give them this way again? Okay. So, um, <clears throat> I have a question for you that you guys can take a stab at. Um, and basically first person to get it right. I might, I might, depending where our first guest and guests ends up, I might do a higher lower, but, uh, I'll judge that myself okay. and decide. So our flip property was just listed last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, so the listing is up, it's live and I want you guys to guess, um, what we have the price listed at. Listing price. Were we rounding up to the yeah round rounding rounding up to an uh, closest thousand? Yeah, closest thousand. Okay, I'm gonna open up the lines. Let's do this, and you have to call in, you guys. All right. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Morning. Uh, I would say two ten. Sorry. I love that. Thanks for calling in. Morning. Good hey, Robbie. morning, Robbie. How's it going? Good. I'm going to guess uh, 204. <laughs> Try again, buddy. Thanks for calling. Are we doing a higher or lower, Gabby? Uh, I guess so, since we're heading in the wrong direction. So higher. Higher. <laughs> morning, Josh. Hey, Josh. Morning. I'm going to guess 240. Eh. Sorry, when I thought you were on the. <laughs> I'm clicking like crazy here. <laughs> lower. Lower. I'm sure they can hear it on the other end, just like click, 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 click. Yeah, probably. I need, yeah, to, get probably. A, I need to get a less oh, noisy, little bit of echo. Uh, uh, Hi, Jeremy. Uh, hey, it's 225. Ooh, 
Ooh, did, did you do your research or? I'm on the realtor side every, every time I call in or every time I'm on your show. So. <laughs> Bravo. I love it. I love ding, it. Ding, wow. Ding. Nice wow. job. Okay. You got the ticket. We will, uh, we will uh, send you an email here. Actually, um, I don't know if I have your yeah, email. Yeah, you send us an email. Info, um, so- info at reimorningshow.com. If you send that off uh, right away here, we'll, we'll get to you. Yeah. Take it Sounds to the good. show or to the webinar. How, how's the, how's it look? How's the listing look? I think it looks really good. Awesome, Thank you. Thanks. Yeah, we're pretty we're pretty <laughs> pleased with the um, uh, with the pictures and the write up. So hopefully it moves quickly. Um, but thank you for calling in, and uh, yeah, congratulations. Thank you. Oh no, Corey! What do you do? Been there, done that. Uh, he's fighting uh, some uh, Montezuma's revenge. Oh, <laughs> is, he on his, is he still there? No, he's back now. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I got it the night after we got back the next night. And I was, yeah, out for a couple of days. Oh, awful. Just awful. Mm. Good old traveler's flu. Uh, so Corey was, uh, was just down the highway from us in Mexico. Yeah. Um, he showed up pretty much just as we were leaving. Um, but I must say from your Instagram pictures, your resort looked way cooler than our resort. He had like monkeys and shit. Yeah. Wayne, I have, I've literally begged you for us to stay like in a jungly resort and you're like, hell no. Well, it looks animals like, nope. (laughs) I don't want no creepy fucking crawlers crawling underneath in my room and shit yeah so you're going his resort looks cooler than yeah, it looks cool as shit i did well okay did i say that i wanted to do it i don't think i said i wanted to do it johnny asked did he go on a taco tour too <laughs> yeah johnny messaged me he's like why would you guys go on a taco tour the night before you left he's like that's of course he got point. sick that's a great point yeah um okay i'm about 35 messages behind. So I'm just going to scroll through all these messages from when we were uh, from before. And then uh, I want to quickly answer Annette's question and literally go no further into it. Just make sure that I answer it. Um, Annette asked, I have a question about the tenant who was late on rent who had COVID. Are you still removing the on? Are you still removing the on time rental discount? Um, Great question. Yes. So yes, for for the month we are, but I have told her that so rental discounts removed. Um, so she's paying extra rent for uh, this month. She was fine with it. She's like, I totally understand. Well, hang, when when this is how you explain it to me, um, she said, I totally understand when she called when we called her and and told her about everything. And 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 got she said yeah. and got up to speed. She said, I totally understand if you need to remove the on-time rental discount. She said. Yeah, she, she said it. it. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it would have been difficult had she not said that and to be like, oh, and by the way, just know we're removing the on-time rental discount. And then in her mind, she's like, bitch, like I've been in the hospital with COVID and I'm just going through all this <laughs> shit and I'm divorced and they're trying to get deported and you're going to throw this on me too? Like I would have. I would have left it probably unless she asked us if we would. If we would consider, you got to read it. the room. Yeah. You got to read the room and see if it's worth it or not. Yeah. Um, but she threw it out there, and if she's going to throw it out there, absolutely, we're going to take that. Yeah. Yeah. So we left it in place, but I said as long as February's rent is on time, that um, we will keep the discount in place. Um, so long as rent continues to be okay. on time. So we're just removing the rental discount for this month. This month. Yeah. Um, now it does state in our lease that 
I believe if you if, if you miss it twice, then it's gone permanently. Yeah, if if you're late on rent um, uh, two times during your tenancy, that uh, the on-time rental discount will be removed permanently. Right. Yeah. Which is what we threatened, um, hoping that she would just pay her damn rent. <laughs> yeah. It's it just a, it's an intimidation thing. Yeah. Um, you know, our intent is not for people to miss their rent twice and then be like, okay, cool. Like now we're going to get rents. a jacked up rent. Yeah. Like, no, it's, it's once that happens, someone's going to be so pissed that the relationship's done anyways. Yeah. Um, okay. We'll leave it at that. We can talk about on-time rental discounts in the future. Yeah. Um, and go into details of that. Um, Brandy said, great idea. I think it was in reference to getting uh, the rent up front yeah. as opposed to damage uh, yeah. security deposit. Yeah. I wish uh, Yeah, I could... was kind of on top of all the comments. I don't oh, think you really were. missed anything. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wilson includes a cancellation fee in our lease agreement, and we make them aware of that. That's awesome. Um, would it hold up in court? Mm. Hard to say. Yeah. Um, I'm not 100% sure. Lease is one thing, but the act always prevails. The yeah. Residential Tenancy Act will always prevail. But it, but it's a um, preventative measure. It it's kind of scares people from. It's a it's yeah. it's an intimidation thing. But technically, you can only charge for costs that you've incurred, expenses that you've incurred. Yes. So yeah, if you're saying that uh, <clears throat> charging them a cancellation fee of I like I have no clue what you're you're saying, but let's say. Uh, Two hundred dollars. What equates to that that you're charging for? You have so, to like, show is that advertising? Is that traveling to and from the property for viewings? Is that like you literally need to document how you got to that number? Not you traveling, but if you have a receipt for someone else that you had to pay to travel yeah. to show the suite. Yeah, you would have to. Yeah, you'd have to provide proof of where that number comes from, and yeah, yeah. But that being said, you can put whatever the hell you yeah, want in your lease absolutely. and you can charge them whatever the hell you want until you go to court. And, yeah, until you're in front of the adjudicator uh, justifying that's, it. Yeah. That's that's when you need to show receipts. So, yeah. I mean, in most cases, as soon as I read that, I'm like, eh, it's not that big a deal because in most cases, um, a tenant or a, a, a lack of tenant, uh, someone, someone who's in that situation um, who backed out of it, are they going to take a day off work? To go to fight that. and file a seventy-five dollar application fee to fight that two hundred dollar. Yeah, nine times out of ten, they're just gonna say, "Oh, fuck it, I'm not gonna take a day off work. Yeah. I'm not gonna take off, and I'm gonna make two hundred fifty dollars at work to, and I'm gonna take that day off in order to try and make two hundred. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Anyways, um, uh jenny five asked if it's uh eastern time or mountain time for the webinar the edmonton uh cashflow capital webinar that is mountain time 8 p.m i i think wait a second <laughs> you got it listed as eastern ah <laughs> okay he's still on he's still on ontario time it is 6 p.m tonight 8 p.m eastern my apologies my apologies. Um, okay. I, I would assume that a majority of the people that are listening in on this are, are not in Alberta. Yeah. <clears throat> Granted, you could totally, like, there's so much value in this for, for if you everyone, live in Alberta yeah. as well. Um, but this is typically for people that um, who don't know much about um, Alberta. So that makes sense. Okay, got it. All uh, right. Scrolling through. 
the Montezuma's Revenge. <laughs> um, did he go on the Taco Tour? Okay, yeah, we're getting close. Like, how close am I to getting caught up? I don't know. <laughs> I guess I did miss a couple little things. Wilson had uh, mentioned it's just this, uh, his his cancellation uh, thing. It's just to scare people. Um, okay, awesome. Uh, and yes, we did fill. Uh, we did list our um, our flip. Um, it's pretty exciting. Um, feel free to go check that out. Um, if you want to go check out the, uh, the listing and, uh, we have our open house there, not this weekend, next weekend, January 16th. Um, that's all sold out now. Um, but we're really looking forward to that. If that's something you're interested in, um, whether it be flipping properties or, or how to buy townhouses and, 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 um, researching condo docs and that, those kind of things, and maybe even burrs. Um, it's a great, um, de- definitely looking forward to, to sharing all that information at the open house. Um, I, I mean, I was about to say, you know, definitely join in on that, but it's already full. So um, <laughs> for those of you that are coming, um, you know, bring a pen and paper and, and also bring your business cards because it's a great networking event as well. Absolutely. There's a lot of great ambitious um, investors there. I've seen who's coming. Um, it's gonna be a really great group and uh, a great, great place to meet people and catch up with people and and uh, bring your masks. Okay, uh, so that's going on January sixteenth. We did the giveaway. Okay, so <laughs> rubbing of the hands, stretching of the arms. Wayne Hillier's five-step money money formula. You know your guide to raising capital to find your deals to provides you with financial freedom, the life of your dreams. We're going to talk about that today. Uh, I am going to disappoint you. <laughs> not that I don't have it. Not that I, you know, I don't know how to raise money. Trust me, I know how to raise money. But um, <laughs> if you think we're going to start off with, you know, my 30-second moneymaker line. And give you some fancy tips and tricks. Yeah. Nope. No. <laughs> if you think that I'm going to show you how to make a newsletter to send to all your prospective investors and you can import your performance and your recent youtube videos explaining this and that nope. no so here's the thing um i love stephen covey love stephen covey um stephen covey has a line um it's one of his um, habits. Um, I, I just completely lost my train of thought. <laughs> wow! Just See, I was going through my notes here. There. Wow! <laughs> I just completely lost my train of thought there because I was looking down at my notes. Uh, it's one of his sab- <laughs> seven habits of highly effective people. Wow! This is off to a great start. Yeah, <laughs> get ready, you guys. Yeah. All right. <laughs> It's one of his seven habits of highly effective people. And that's begin with the end in mind. Okay. Begin with the end in mind. So start from the end. And what is normally the last thing that these money-making capital raiser experts tell you to do? What do you have to do? What is the final thing you have to do? You have to ask. It doesn't matter how many cool lines you have, how you're dressed, how cool your business card is, how cool your newsletter is, um, your elevator pitch, your website, 
your Facebook business page. At the end, the, the, the one thing that you have to do is you have to ask. What investors like to do is they like to avoid asking because they're like, that person's never going to say yes. So what do they do? I better take a course. How do I raise capital? So they go and they take a course. They develop their their moneymaker line, their elevator pitch. They, they make their uh, really pretty performa template. I got an amazing performa. No one's going to be able to say no to this performa. No, but it's not the performa that's asking. It's you. you. It's you that's asking. And you know what? I have never shown a fucking performa. <laughs> I have never. never put together a newsletter. Granted, I'm probably I'm, I'm thinking about putting a newsletter together, but for different <laughs> reasons. I think there's value in newsletters. But um, at the end of the day, you have to ask. And what people like you're selling to do, yourself. You're selling not yourself. the property. Taking another course, going on Vistaprint, and and you know making a new business card, creating a new website, isn't going to help. You ask, you have to ask. So like moving, doing all these different things and to get, to get away from asking, to, 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 to put off asking is just, it's wasting time. Okay. So you need to start with an ask. So you need to think about all the people that you know that have money. And that's pretty simple. You just, um, you just go through your inner circle. So your friends and your family and think about who has money. And if you don't know if they have money or not because they don't talk about it, then um, look at all the people who have owned their home for at least 10 years because they probably paid down a significant portion of their mortgage and you know that they have equity. Okay, that's what you start with. You start with people that you know have money in your inner circle, friends, family. Your second circle is going to obviously be like acquaintances at work, um, you know, other moms, uh, you know, at uh, in, in your kid's class. Um, your, your hairdresser you've been going to for 15 years, you know what I mean? And then your third circle, obviously is going to be just like people that you kind of know, maybe, um, not guys on your hockey team, but guys on the other hockey team that you've been playing against for 15 years. You know what I mean? You know them, but like, they don't know you all that well, other than just social media. Start with your inner circle, start, make a list of all the people that you know have money, call them up and ask them. That's it. That's it. Start with the end. And I know you're like, oh, they're never going to fucking say yes. <laughs> I don't have a social media account set up. I haven't been posting. Um, I, I Nobody knows that I'm a real estate investor. Um, all these other things. But just, just, just play along with me here. Ask them. And what do they say? So, Gabby, I'm going to ask you, you know, Gab, you know, do you want to invest in this project? I'm what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be buying this duplex. Uh, it's undervalued and um, it has an unfinished basement on both sides. Um, and I'm going to put basement suites in both sides. And uh, once we're done renovating, adding the suites and renovating upstairs, I'm going to uh, refinance. We're going to pull a lot of money out and I'm going to give you most of your money back. You're going to leave a little bit of money in there, but it's going to be a great cash flowing asset. Are you interested? No. Do you want to? You, you told me I was going to be playing the other role. <laughs> no, this role. No, you didn't. <laughs> why no? Well, you, I'm not going to ask you, but like, why? Well, what do most people say? Most people say something along the lines of, ah, "I don't know. I just, you know, 
um, my uncle owned a rental property, um, or they say, no, I've, I've, got, I've got money in crypto right now, or what other things do they say? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to be a landlord. <laughs> don't want to be a landlord. You know, what happens if this? Normally what will happen yeah. is they'll say, what happens if this, what happens if this, what happens if this? So they're going to give you the uneducated answers. They're going to give you the answers. The economy they're, is so unstable. I don't want to lose all my money. The bubble. Yeah. This bubble. The bubble. Bubble. <laughs> they're going to give you all the. They're going to give you all the answers based off of the limited education that they have. Because they don't trust it. Yeah. And they don't trust you. You. Right. So if that's what if that's what you figured, and you have to listen. When you ask, right? You have to listen to what it is specifically that they, what they're saying. And if, if the bottom line is that they don't trust you and to figure that out, you know, they would say things like, well, how many deals have you done? Yeah. How long have you even been doing this? Are you have your realtor's license? <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> Oh, so you have access to good deals because you're a realtor? No, I'm not a realtor. You're not a realtor? I don't well, understand. I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. You, I thought realtors buy properties. <laughs> Just again, on un- lack of education, yeah. right? Um, Corey says here, so, so many people I know here in Vancouver with paid off one to $2 million homes just begging to be invested. A 100%. And here's what those people are saying to people in Vancouver. Well, I don't want to pull my money out and put it in Vancouver. Right. Mm -hmm. I don't want to pull it because there's no cash flow here in Vancouver. They don't know anything about the Edmonton market. What you should do is give them the link for the webinar tonight, (laughs) Edmonton, the cash flow capital of Canada. Right. So it's a lack of education. It's a lack of trust. So let's work our way backwards. Now, if that's the issue, if the, if the issue with them moving forward is trust, how do you build trust with them? Right. Begin with the end. Start working your way backwards into what is the reason why they're not doing it. They don't trust you. Okay, why don't they trust me? How can I get them to trust me? Right? Yeah. Problem, solution, problem, solution. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you had a newsletter, would that solve the problem? Probably not. It'll help, but probably not. No. Right? So you need to start thinking about specifically what do I need to do in order to build trust with that one person? And it might not mean that you need to build a whole social media page. You need to build a website. You need to build a newsletter and all these other things. Focus on that one person. So when you start with that small list, that inner circle of people, you should be looking specifically at each person, each prospect, trying to figure out how am I going to build trust with that person? Not the masses. I mean, you can build a foundation for the masses so that it's always working in the background, i.e. social media, i.e. uh well, not a website, because like, who the fuck's going to your website? Yeah. And unless they're on your they're on your mailing list, they're not getting your your newsletters. So social media is probably the most important. It's a good platform to build so that everyone knows what's going on. But yeah. for the most part, I want you to focus in on one person specifically at a time. And when you're when you're doing up your list, you should be putting in details of what type of person that is, what they're looking for. Yeah. Your duplex conversion your burr on this duplex might not be what they want because I've had many conversations with people that said, well, yeah, that looks cool. But like, I want to, you know, what about like a, an apartment building? Yeah. Or you might be pitching to them that it's going to give them 500 bucks a month in cash flow when really maybe, 
maybe what would have really interested them is loaning you money for the construction and getting the interest payments and then getting their money back right away. Why? Because it's lower risk. Lower risk. Their money's in, their money's out, and they made some sweet cash in the meantime in the six months that you were renovating. It's lower risk because their loan is registered on title as collateral. But maybe they didn't even know that was an option because you're pitching to them uh buying a rental property and holding it for 10 years. And They're like, oh, 10 mean. years is a long time. What happens if this and that and all the other things? You do not want to be in a position where you have to answer every fucking what if question for this person. Yeah. Right. And this is just like anything else. Like, you know, when you're trying to get agreement for sales too, I've talked about this a million times. You do not want to be in a position where you have to answer every single what if question because you know every answer to every what if question. Trust me, I fucking know every answer to every real estate what if question. You can sit here and pepper me with what ifs all day. But if they don't trust you, they're just going to ask you another what if. Okay, okay, that makes sense. But what if this? It's never going to satisfy them. Okay, okay, what if this? Okay, okay, what if this? Next thing you know, you're you're sitting there for eight hours giving them a fucking real estate basics course. But that's not the point. The point is for them to trust you to do all that stuff. They need to be able to trust that you know all those answers and that you are worth investing in. So you want to focus on building trust. How do I build trust with that one specific person? And building trust with them might be different than building trust with someone else. For them, they might want to see that you're an absolute fucking rock star. Yeah. They might never trust you until they can see that you have a a massive portfolio. (laughs) Or for them, just being their best friend since you were six is good enough. Yeah. Right? So you have to think about people individually and how you're going to get that fucking money. You have to be fucking ruthless and you have to... I talked about this yesterday. You need to, you need to pretend like something's on the line. The, the only, the, the best and only way I can explain that, because this is the thing that you care most about in the world is, is the well-being of your family. If the well-being of your family is on the line, if someone's got a gun to your family, you're going to do some pretty fucking amazing shit. Not amazing shit, but some pretty impressive things. You'd rob a fucking bank. I know you would. I'm not telling you to go rob a bank for your joint venture capital (laughs) or for your, for your capital to do your deals. But you need to, you need to, you need to act that way that you're willing to do whatever the hell it takes that, you know, that, that soccer mom, you know, on, you know, standing next to on the field while your kids are playing soccer, you need to be fucking ruthless. You, You need her money and you need to not give a shit about what she thinks. Of course, it's going to affect the the relationship between your kid and the other kid, and it's going to be weird and everything. Who gives a shit? Who is she? Is she even going to be around or on your team next year? Does it really fucking matter? And it, like, does it really fucking matter what she thinks about you? Is it really going to affect the, you know the game? Do you think that mom is going to like tell the other you know her kid to not hang out with your kid because you know they keep always asking for money? Yeah. Who gives a shit? I think that's probably the number one thing that keeps people from asking people for money is what will they think about me? Well, that's why they're going and taking all these dumb fucking money formula courses. Because they're scared of what people think. Because they think that someone's going to give them some one liner that's going to like completely impress everyone and that I don't have to worry about people thinking less of me and that every time I ask someone for money, it's always going to be a yes. No, it's going to be 1000 no's and then one yes. Your job is to start going through the the 1000 or the 999. That's it. And stop thinking of what people are going to think about you. Mm -hmm. 
So we're still working our way back, right? Yeah. So how do I build trust with this person? So if that person right there wants to see that you have done deals, then go do deals. How do you go do deals? Ask other people for money. (laughs) (laughs) What did we do? We did agreement for sales. Yeah. I got to a point where I'd, I'd exhausted it. I've talked to every possible prospect that I knew that had money and everyone said no. So, and they all kind of wanted to see, and a lot of the common answers that I was getting for most of the people was that, you know, go do a few more deals and then talk to me. They trusted me, but they didn't trust that I knew enough about real estate to, you know, to invest their 60 to $100,000. So at that particular time, I decided that what I was going to do instead was I was going to find deals for zero money down and document it so that people can see that I was doing it. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to go and find deals and then call up those people and be like, Hey, just want to let you know, just got a deal. I did a bunch of deals. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We did a thing. Uh, I did a thing, did a bunch of deals and I found tenants and it was easy. Uh, we also evicted a tenant and we went through the whole process and, uh, and it was a little messy, but we figured it out and now we're experts. I have so much experience. I have so (laughs) much experience now. Um, remember we're still on the phone with this person right now and just telling them all about the amazing great things he did or i could take pictures and talk about it on social media and not tell them directly and then they can read it themselves yeah right and while i'm doing that other people are reading it as well and again i'm building on that foundation i keep talking about social media because it's the easiest way to tell people things without telling people things yeah right because if i called that person up and i told them they'd be like you know it sounds like you're full of yourself Right? Yeah. It also sounds fucking desperate. So that's what we did. We went and found deals by with agreement for sales. Um, we built up a portfolio and then we went, you know, back to those people again with another deal. And then they said yes. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> what if what if they just say, like, you know, I don't trust the market? Do you, do you leave it at that or do you, do you educate them? Probably educate. How do you educate them? Do a social media post. (laughs) Tell them without telling them. (laughs) This is, this is, this is simple stuff, but like if you're having an issue and and I'm so intentional in everything that I do, if I'm getting, if I'm trying, if he's, if there's someone on my list, that's a prospect and they're telling me specific things that they don't feel comfortable with or they don't trust. My content for the next two weeks is going to be all about that shit and educating them. I think my content is by, by accident that I just find something and I, and I put it up, you know, just because no, my content is a 100% intentional, 100% intentional because it's, 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 it's extremely hard to try and think of something to talk about every single day, whether it be on the podcast or whether it be on social media. So I think about what's going to get me the most value right now. And I'll think about something specific that someone is looking for or something spe- specific that's coming up that I need to educate someone on without educating them. Because if you if you just put it in their face and tell them that, they're, you know, it's just another what if, you know what I mean? Another what if question, another what if. But if you answer them indirectly through your social media posts, that's exactly what I do. Mm-hmm. So I'll do that and then I'll follow up with them in a couple of weeks. I'm not going to like, if they say, well, what if this, what if this, what if this? The last, like I said, the last thing I want to do is be in a position where I'm answering those questions. Because it just makes it worse. Yeah. It's like you're... What if the tenant uh, decides to break the lease? Well, in that case, we have, uh, you know, we have a very strong lease. It's a, it's a contract. 
Uh, if they do that, then they would be responsible until we find a suitable replacement. We would deduct the funds from the the, the security deposit. Then we would file an RTDRS hearing. It takes about 68 weeks to get into the hearing. And then from there, we get a judgment. And then we would you know be able to garnish their wages and, and register on the, you know, they don't need to hear all that shit. They need to trust you. So just work on building trust with them. This is it. This is easy. Like, this is it. <laughs> so what you're saying is social media is important. Social media and fucking confidence. Yeah. And asking. Confidence and asking. Just go and ask. Listen and you to don't what they know, say. And hang yeah. on just one second, Gabby. Just because one person says that, like, how many properties do you have does not mean that literally you don't stop there and be or maybe you talk to 10 people and all 10 of them ask you how many properties do you have. That is not the answer for everyone. You have to talk. You have to keep asking people. You have to talk to a thousand people and 500 might say, I want to see you do more properties. And maybe 20 say, well, those numbers don't really look good enough for me. You know, do you have any better deals or mm -hmm. would you be willing to do an apartment building? Or you have to listen to everyone. You cannot just listen to a few people and assume that that is it. And, oh, shit, well, now I need to go do more deals. No, you need to go do more deals for those people, but keep asking more people. And if you run out of people, what do you do when you run out of people? You go meet more Network. people. You go meet more. You know what I mean? When you're in your hair, when you're in your, um, I talk about this all the time because I do this when every time I get a new hairdresser or I have a new hairdresser. Uh, and they ask, what do I do? I, I say, uh, I invest in real estate. And they say, oh, you're a realtor? <laughs> I say, no, I'm not a realtor. I I, I, I buy properties. You buy properties? Oh, I mean, does a hair, is a hairdresser a good prospect for an investor? You know, a money partner? I don't know. But I talk to literally everyone about it. I'm always adding new people in. And then I add them on Instagram so they can see what I do every day. Right? You never know. And as I begin to develop a relationship with them, I can always throw in little feelers or like, you know, you can always get involved, right? Yeah. So you just have to continuously keep growing your network because yeah, eventually you're going to, you're going to, you are, because you're going to, you're going to call every single person in your immediate circle, all your friends and family. You're not going to give a shit about what they think about you. And you're going to call and you're going to ask all of them and you're going to run out of people and you're going to do follow-ups. You're going to put them in a follow-up queue, right? Just continuously keep educating them, putting up social media content for them, following up with them every two to four weeks, building on those relationships. Then you're going to start working on your acquaintances, the people at hockey, the soccer moms, um, your coworkers, right? Go through all those people. Once you're all out of those people, then you're going to start, you're going to start really reaching in that third circle with like hairdressers and like someone that you're in line with at the grocery store. Um, like you're going to really start reaching, but what you're going to do is you're going to reach on those people and build on those relationships, build new friendships, network, and then bring them into your second circle of acquaintances, right? If you can keep developing on those relationships and turn them into friendships, that's amazing. Bring them, bring them into your immediate circle, your inner circle, but nine times out of 10, you're bringing people in your third P in your third circle into your second circle by building on relationships with them, mm -hmm. adding them on social media, going out for coffees with them, and then talking about what it is that you do. If you're, if you're a real estate investor, I'm telling you right now, most people are going to want to talk about real estate investing. Yeah. It's exciting. It's cool. Now the, the, this, the, every statement and every conversation is always going to end with them saying, Oh yeah, but just, I, I don't know if I could ever do that. Something like that, but they're fucking interested. They want to ask questions. Yeah. They love it. It's exciting, but they always end with something along the lines of, yeah, oh, that would be so cool, but that's just, that's just not me. Um, yeah. 
right? So you need to work on building that trust with them that it's something, hey, it might not be for you or you might not trust it because you don't know how to do it, but I do, right? And there's a huge opportunity here. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's, that, is, that is it. You don't need to take any more courses, okay? That's all you need right there. How many people, I'm going to throw, I'm going to put out this fucking question again. How many people are actually going to go and fucking do it? I've had conversations with people and I've, I've told people this and I watch them and they still go take some other stupid fucking capital raising course. And I'm like, why are you taking that course? And why aren't you on the fucking phone? Well, because I need to, 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 I need to work on my confidence. I need to work on this and I need to keep building on this and I, I need a newsletter. Otherwise people aren't going to take me seriously. And I need to take a course. So that someone could show me how to do a newsletter. Fucking Google it. You just spent $999 on some weekend thing. And you, you know, you took a selfie and you could have spent the whole weekend on the phone. Yeah. At the end of the day, you have to get on the phone and you have to call. And remember that also, I think that people, a lot of people forget this and it, it also um, feeds into the lack of confidence, but remember that you're not just asking them for money. You are literally giving them an opportunity to also make money. <laughs> so remember that you're presenting opportunities that you're not just like, can you give me some money? I need money. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, I don't know how to necessarily word this, but one tip I can give you is to um, don't don't come at them hard like I just did, and, and I don't. And trust me, I, when I walk into a meeting or I have a conversation with someone, I'm not I'm not I'm not that passionate. I'm just trying to word it in a way that 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 sparks something with you today to show you that you're being ridiculous. Um, I'm trying to I'm trying to strike the right strike the right chord. Um, but sometimes um, the, you have to really study the person that you're talking to. And sometimes that person might resonate better with Gabby, okay, as opposed to Wayne. And I've done that in some, in some circumstances where I've said, Gabby, can you go and do that? Can you make that call? Because I'm conscious enough to know that, Wayne, you're a little too hard. And some people want Gabby to explain it. And Gabby is not, she's more emotional. I'm more logical. Gabby's more emotional. And sometimes the emotional approach and the softer approach is the better approach for that particular person. Sometimes I bring Gabby along so that Gabby can reel me back in sometimes. Or if I'm saying things in a certain way, Gabby can say it again, but say it in her own way to make sure that she's, so we are, we are polar opposites. But if you have someone, you know, a partner that that kind of fits that role as well. It's not going to be the case for everyone. But if you have someone that fits that role, be conscious, of, like really be conscious of who you're talking to, who you're meeting with, and what's going to be the best approach for that specific person. Again, don't give it a blanket approach for everyone. You have to look at every individual prospect individually. You need to do a character profile of them. You need to truly understand them. You need to look, but how well do you know them? You need to, you know, do your research on, you know, their uncle Larry that that owned three properties in the two thousands, and then he got went to Obusto, uh in two thousand eight when the when the market crashed, and instead of having cash flowing properties, uh, he had negative cash flowing properties, couldn't afford to make the mortgage payments anymore, sold it, lost two hundred and forty thousand dollars because he's an idiot. Um, you need to take that in consideration when you're having a conversation with that person. 
how are you going to attack that specific uncertainty that they have, right? Yeah. Every individual person, write up a character profile on them, create a spreadsheet, and then go through every single person. And this should literally, if, if you're in a, in, if you have no other resources right now, and the only way that you can move forward is by raising capital, this is everything you should be focusing on. Fuck the deals. Don't worry about the deals. Text me and I'll send you a deal. There's fucking deals everywhere. Or call your realtor and say, hey, do you have any deals? They'll send you 10 deals. Okay. You'll find deals. Fuck the deals. Start really doubling down on building that list and getting intentional with your conversations with those people. You only need one. You only really need one. Once you get one joint venture partner, suddenly, and if you if you document it properly so that other people can see it, people are going to see that you have a joint venture partner, okay? And they're also going to see that you're doing all the quote-unquote landlord investor stuff, you know, getting the keys, the cleaner was in today, furnace was getting repaired today, all those other, you know what I mean? Like those kind of things that people are going to see that. And then they're going to want to get involved or they're going to feel more trusting of you that it actually does work and that you work and you know what you're doing as well. Nine times out of 10, uh, your investor will want to reinvest with you. So in five years, when you go and refinance that property and you pull some equity out, they're going to, instead of getting that check and putting it back in their pocket, they're going to see that it works and they're going to want to reinvest with you. So each investor is worth a few properties. Keep that yeah. in mind. Also, each investor has friends. And if they really, really like you and you and you give them an outstanding service and you make them money, they're going to tell their friends, right? So focus on just getting just one joint venture partner. You know what I mean? Really focus on your inner circle of people. The people that you already have a relationship with first, they already trust you as a person. Now you need to build the trust that you know what the fuck you're talking about with their, with their money. Friends and family are the easiest because you've already established trust with them. The outer circle of the soccer, you know, the person in line with you at the grocery store when the power went out, you had a really great moment with them. You were both scared. You know, you helped them. We, you navigated through the grocery store and you found the exit. But it was a really funny story. You're all laughing outside. That's, you know, that's, that's, is that really weird? Yeah. Well, I'm just trying to think of like, some, like you don't, <laughs> you don't, you don't talk to the person in front of you at the, at, at Sobeys. Yeah. And say, hey, I'm an investor. Would you be interested in investing? Or, hey, I don't know if you knew this, but I buy real estate. Like, it's going to be fucking weird. I'm talking about just people that you run into and maybe you have a moment with. You know what I mean? Maybe at the bus stop when it's fucking freezing, you're like, man, it's cold. And he's like, yeah, dude, it is really cold. When's this bus coming? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. What do you do for work? And then you have a little conversation. You spark it. You know what I mean? That That's the, that's the, the outer the outer circle that I'm referring to. Not just walking up to random people in... um in the bay and saying, Hey, I don't know if you knew this, but I invest in real estate. <laughs> it's really fucking weird. Um, so focus on the inner circle first and then start working your way out. But don't use that. Don't use it as an excuse. Don't use another course as an excuse. Don't use your, your, your lack of confidence as an excuse. Yeah. Just, just do it. That's it. That's it. Um, so I told you I was going to disappoint you. <laughs> Might not have been what you wanted to hear, but it's the damn truth. Yeah. Nailed it. That is, that is exactly, it. it's not what you want to hear. 
because you're just trying to find some other excuse not to to do the things that you don't want to do, to step outside of your comfort zone. If it was easy, everyone would be doing it. Mm-hmm. Why do you think there's so much money in real estate courses? Because there's lots of fools spending their money on real there's estate There's way courses. more money in real estate courses <laughs> than there is in real estate investing. I'll tell you that for fucking sure. I'll tell you that for free. Because there's always people looking for the easy way to do it. Real estate investors are in, they're fishing in, in, in shark infested waters because you're too scared to do the things that you need to do to step outside of your comfort zone and not give a shit about what people think about you. I had, um, I had someone message me yesterday uh, saying that they were in discussions with someone about investing. Um, and then, uh, the, the person that they were in discussions with about investing with them, investing in flips, they decided that they're going to invest with someone else. They had a conversation with someone else and, uh, they're going to invest with them instead. The person sent me that message and I thought, man, are you fucking serious? You're going to let that happen. You were so close. You had them. They trusted you. They were interested. And it was a matter of this person over here or you. And they chose that person. Are you just going to let them do that? I would have fucking got on the phone with them right then and there and just like, I would have done whatever the fuck it takes. You know what I mean? Don't give up. You put in the work. I would literally, I would keep calling them until they block my fucking number. At that point, I know that that that, that lead, it's a no. <laughs> yeah, that that lead is dead. That's when you know it's a no. When they block your number or they say stop calling me, right? Mm-hmm. Because the reason why you're raising this capital to buy these properties, to build this portfolio, is to build a better life for yourself. That believes that that life that you're trying to get to. I fucking promise you that person that you're bugging on the phone that doesn't want you to ever call them again, they are not anywhere in that in that perfect life that you drew, that you wrote up. They're not there. They're not there on your island with your yacht, or they're not there at the cabin with your kids and grandkids, or they're not there, you know, on your lake lot with the guest house and your you know parents living there. They're not like, they're not there. Who gives a fucking shit? Be selfish. <laughs> if they, if, that's on them. Move on. Find someone else. Exhaust that resource. It's okay to be selfish because at the end of the day, the life that you want, they're not there. They're not. And if they were there, then I would tell you to reconsider because they mean more to you. But be selfish. What you're offering them is, is not something where you're taking advantage of them. You're offering them a win-win. That's what Gabby keeps saying. And that's the most important thing. It's not like you're, you're, you're trying to take their money and then build something for yourself. No, it's, it's win-win. So the, the value is there. But I'm trying to give you an idea. Of, I'm trying to give you a different perspective of what's most important to you and why what they think of you is not that important. Um, yeah, but this, this person here, I'm like, I, if they are listening, I, I would strongly consider calling that, that investor back up. At the very least, find out why. Maybe there's constructive uh, criticism there. That well, this one take. over here, I'm going to make more money. Or this one over here just seems like less risk. Maybe it, they're uneducated. Maybe you didn't educate them properly. Yeah. And they're making a decision off of 
a lack of education. Now, at that, at that particular point, when you ask why and they say, well, this one over here isn't as risky. And then in your mind, you're like, well, no, you're wrong. You don't want to tell them that they're wrong at that particular point. That's not helping the situation at all. But you can say, you know, something to, along the lines of, okay, that makes sense. I could add a few more things here, but it sounds like you made your decision. Um, if I find another deal like this, would you reconsider? If I did this, would you reconsider? Are you open? Are you closing the door on this? If I find another deal that fits what that particular thing that you're looking for, if it solves that problem, you know, would you consider doing that deal? If I were able to solve that today, if I could solve that, that risk right there, and I could get you an extra $10,000 today or an extra this today, would you do the deal with me? Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to push it to the point where they just, and sometimes when you push it a little bit harder, they might actually give you the truth. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what you want to hear too. You want to hear the actual truth because sometimes the text that they sent you or the voicemail they left or the email, it's just something to make you- An easy letdown. <laughs> it's an easy letdown because they're afraid of what you're, you're going to think about them. Yeah. So don't be afraid to fucking push them and make it, make it feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel super uncomfortable. Make it feel uncomfortable. Ask them why. Why would you think that? Well, what if I solved that and I got that for you today? Would you do the deal? And suddenly they're on their heels and they're like, um, 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 till eventually you're going to get the truth of what it is exactly why they don't want to do the deal with you. Because nine times out of 10, I say that a lot, nine times out of 10, 99% of the time, um, they're not telling you what it is truly that they, they don't trust about it or they don't trust about you. They're saying what's easy. They're saying what's easy because they, they don't want to affect the relationship. Well, fuck the relationship. There's more things that are more important on the line. Anyways. Hopefully that uh, kicks somebody's ass into action. I want to, I want to, I want to do a challenge or something. <laughs> you know what I mean? I want people to build their list today. I don't want you to do it tomorrow. I don't want you to wait till Saturday when the kids are at their dad's. <sighs> I want you to do it today. I want you to build, at the very least, just go through the people that are in, in your inner circle today and write them out. And then just start working on them individually. What is going to get me that money? And, and what problem could you solve for them? What problem can you solve If they're for in your inner circle, you probably know, you know their life situation and, and what might be helpful <clears> for them. <throat> Would monthly cash flow be helpful? Would quick money loans on flips be helpful like try to figure out what what they could need what would be useful to them and try to solve a problem for them 100 because you need to explain it to them specifically a piece of content will affect some people and they won't affect other people mm -hmm. say for example your person is 55 years old and they're starting to get scared because they're almost 65 and they don't have any retirement coming up now if you call them up and say hey what if I could solve that retirement issue that you have and you can invest in real estate? Now, of course, you wouldn't use that that salesy tone, but that's how you're going to be heard, right? Because that's how it's going to feel when someone comes at them because, well, what do they want? What's the catch? You know, what do they really want? Mm -hmm. But if you put out a, a piece of content today for that particular person, maybe it's your aunt. Your aunt's 55 and you overheard her talking over Christmas about the fact that like, I, I've only got $20,000 in the bank and just some RSPs, but they got hit by the market 
And I don't know. I think I'm, I'm probably going to be working till I'm 75 at this rate. I just don't know. You're, Oh gosh, your uncle, he, 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 he started that, that, that brick business back in uh, 1987 and uh, it just, it never went anywhere. And then we had, we had garage fulls of bricks, bricks for years, years, just trying to sell these bricks. You know, that you know, the type of people that I'm talking about right now, the stories that you hear, but the underlying thing is that she's really scared. She's really scared that she won't have a way to, to retire. If you put out a piece of content specifically that targets that on how it's never too late to invest in real estate and give examples of how, you know, by buying these types of properties and doing this, you know, you can accumulate an extra $2,500 a month in cash flow in just a short amount of time in 10 years. Hopefully she reads that. So you should be paying attention to where does, where does Aunt Ruth get her content from? Is she on TikTok? Is she on Instagram? Does she read stories? You can see who reads your stories. If she's there every day and she's reading your Facebook story, so you put a story out and you always see and who views your Facebook stories and you see that Aunt Ruth always is one of the first people that checks your Facebook stories, put it in your Facebook stories. If Aunt Ruth um, is always liking your pictures, do a picture and write it in there on your on your feed because you know that Aunt Ruth is going to see it. Or find some other way to, to, to tell Aunt Ruth without telling Aunt Ruth. Social media is, is, is what's what we use today. Um, you know, maybe 30 years ago, it might have been some sort of an email, right? Some sort of a newsletter or something like that. But just just get really intentional today and really start working on your your inner circle. Build up that list. Start really studying the people that, you know, who are your prospects. And then set a deadline to get on the phone with them. At the very least, you don't have to ask them, but you can call them up and be like, hey, Aunt Ruth, man, I haven't been in the house in a long time since Uncle Jim died. Um, I'm going to swing by and bring some some soup and uh, or a coffee. I'm going to swing by and see how you're doing. Is that okay? Of course, she's going to love to have you there. And she's going to ask you all about your real estate, right? And don't be pushy and just have a conversation, talk about what you're doing. And that's another thing too. I'm like, no, I'm just helping this one woman out. She's... um. She's uh she's in her late fifties and uh, she's got no retirement um, plan figured out. So we're we're working on a strategy for her to try and figure that out. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm working on. You don't have to push too hard. You know, just just throw little subtle things in there, just like that. You know what I mean? Drop the drop the seeds, and uh, and then just keep checking in on her every two or three weeks, and know that my goal is within three months is to make the ask on on Aunt Ruth. I'm gonna I'm gonna make a hard ask. Right. But in the meantime, you're going to do everything you possibly can to water that seed until you're ready to make the ask. Be intentional and then do that with every fucking person in your inner circle. That's the only thing you should be working on right now. Mm -hmm. Fuck everything else. I went way over today. Yeah. But I hope that it's valuable. Mm -hmm. It's about relationships, it's about trust, and it's about the ask. Go get them, tigers. <laughs> Is there anything else we need to cover today? Negative. Are we back tomorrow? We are back tomorrow. Yes, we are. Um, really looking forward to that webinar. Um, Edmonton, the cash flow capital of Canada. I got it right this time. Um, if you guys are interested in that, um, we'll put the link in the show notes there. Um, I will be there tonight. Um, <laughs> at 6 p.m. <laughs> <laughs> I totally would have missed it. 
I totally would have missed it. I think I even have it in my calendar uh, at 8 p.m. So, um, yeah, I will see you guys there for that. And uh, anything else, Gabby? No, have a great day, guys. All right, see you guys in the morning. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Investing Morning Show. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Interested in being a guest on the show? Send us an email to info at reimorningshow.com. 